Coming up on your favorite podcast, we are down to the final four. Last four teams standing in the NFL season. It's been a long one, but it was good. In fact, I think we were pretty much spot on this past week. Chiefs, Ravens, Niners, Lions. Should be a good discussion. We're going to definitely talk about the Bills' bad luck. Are they as cursed as the Vikings and the Browns? They just might be. Might even be worse. We'll have to talk about that. We'll talk about the continuing Patrick Mahomes' excellence. We're going to have to start having that dialogue about just how great he is right now. Also, the Lions have found their way to the NFC title game. What if they win a Super Bowl before the Vikings? All of that stuff, plus a whole lot more tonight and another edition of Dad Talk, right here on the pod. Yeah, that's right. It's the Tim Anderson Podcast. I'm Tim. That's my buddy Rhino over there on mock draft number 278. Rhino, good to see you. Oh, we're, higher. We're, we're way higher than that. Is this, should we do it like a Price is Right game where the people up on stage are looking back at the crowd? Is it higher or lower? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need you to get the yodeling sound if we're going to do that. Uh, oh, you've just given me an idea. We got to do an uh, over under. We got to do an over under pod, and we got to do with the yodeler up at the top. We got to have that music in the background. I think I, I am. Uh, I'm probably. I'm. I'm north of five right now. No, stop it! You have not done five hundred mock drafts. They take. They take two minutes to do. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I easy. I have the turbo setting because I have PFF subscription. So this guy take, over they here take like a minute and a half. Zach, this guy over here had seven Michigan. Well, he's such a fraud. He had seven Michigan Wolverines in his last Vikings mock draft. Let's introduce the coach, the coordinator, the owner of the Packers. Zach Knee Neighbors here as well. Zach, good to see you. How's it going, guys? I I can't get that deep into mock drafts. Part of it is I just like I don't follow enough college football as Ryan. So it doesn't do as much for me. Like it's fun for the first two rounds, but I feel like anytime I do it, I'm just uh I like to trade back and see how many picks I can end up with. I do that a lot too. I do the same. Of course, thing. you got you got to pay now to trade on Pro Football Focus, so it's garbage. Pass. Now you've been doing your own bit of simulation, Zach. You have booted up the old Tecmo Bowl, and you have been in the midst of a meat grinder of a football season. Please give us an update. Oh, that's right. Uh, got Super Tecmo Bowl on the Nintendo, and I just. Uh, just finished it off tonight, a Super Bowl championship with the Denver Broncos this and Gary Kubiak at quarterback. Wow. <laughs> so El- Elway got hurt first drive of the AFC championship game. Um, against Miami, right? You said to us. Right? Miami, and I just mud stomped Miami and then uh, won a close one against the Giants. I think, you know, it probably helped that the Giants are my go-to team. So knowing that playbook like the back of my hand helped me defensively, and uh, and Otis I, Anderson I was not going to break away from you. No, no. chance. I, I whenever I play, I play with the rule that you can't modify the playbook. Like when I very play fair. A season. Um, and my God, the, De- the, Den- the Denver playbook is terrible. Oh yeah, there's, there's like three uncallable plays. <laughs> so you really got to live with five. It's tough. I would never. I would never want to play with them against my brother. Does he like have a? Does do you need the whole eight play playbook against your brother? Is that the? Um. So it's it's a pretty hot rivalry, but I'm I'm not kidding you, Tim. He beat me for the first time ever, like four years ago. Yeah. Um. And then he beat me. He's beat me one other time since. Um. So I'm probably like five hundred and two. And we have a couple ties, um, but it's it's intense every time we play. Um, and he kind of do you have like a rule that Bo Jackson's is Bo Jackson off limits? Nobody can be the Raiders. Oh no, we're we're fine with any team. It, his go to team is uh, the Chiefs. He mm. likes he likes having Christian Okoye and having Derek Thomas on defense. Um, I can get that. I can get behind that. I understand that. The Giants live with Steve Deberg as your quarterback, but there you go. Yeah. The Giants are probably my go-to, but my my sneaky team is the Falcons. Oh, um, I like I like the playbook. Man. Yeah, and you get Dion, and it's Dion true. can cover the whole field. 
Also true. Yep, he can go. He can go from top of the screen to the bottom of the screen in no time. So there's no. You don't. You can pick. Um, you can be a little more aggressive with your play calling. So, I was kind of a Houston Oilers guy on that team for a while because I liked the run and shoot aspect of it a little bit. I liked having Warren Moon. Uh, kind of liked them. But you're right. You've made good cases for all of that. Obviously, like I said, I think we had rules on Bo Jackson. The Raiders were off limits. Couldn't be them. That was everybody else was fine. That was not okay. Couldn't be them. You got to have standards. But I admire the fact that you and your brother didn't run from the Bo Jackson stuff. That's, that's the, very admirable. The only thing we do is I think when we play more than one game in a row, you have to switch teams. I think that's, that's fair. Only, yeah. I think that's fair. That's very I don't fair. Mean to, I don't mean to take this out of football mode, but can we talk about for just a second that Carl Anthony Towns has 35 or 38 points in 18 minutes? before? That's a very time? impressive start. Who? Carl, Anthony, Carl Towns. Anthony Towns. He plays for the Wolves. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail this with basketball talk. I don't really usually watch basketball. That's astonishing from him. They still have a team here in Minnesota? <laughs> yeah, they have uniforms and everything. It's really great, Zach. I'm telling you, you'd really like You'd love it if you were still going down to Target. I don't know. I've seen some of their uniforms. Hideous. I will say they don't play a lot of defense in the NBA, but 38 and 18 minutes is pretty stunning. I'll give him that. Um, all right, gentlemen, football talk. Uh, again, we're going to do a little like we did last week where we kind of break down all of the games, preview the next matchup. Zach, a perfect four for four last week. Um, I'd like to think you and I were pretty close. Did I go against you on anything? I don't think so. I thought you and I were pretty much in lockstep and Ryan was pretty close. I think he went opposite one game. I think I think um, the Rams. I think you might've taken the Rams to beat the lions, but I think I had the lions. Oh, I, I'm trying this, to remember. this is the week I went four for four. That's what I mean. You went four for yeah. four last week, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, our, yeah, our picks for so the Rams didn't play this week. That was no, I'm no. You mean the Bucks? Yeah. yeah. Did no, you I'm have the bad. Bucks? I'm sorry, Bucks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, so, I went. I went four for four. I'm not sure if you've trailed me, Tim, on all those or not. Um, have to go I, back. And I, listen. I debated on. Chiefs Bills back and forth. I can't remember where you went on that, but I think I stayed Kansas City because I was pretty upfront that I thought the Chiefs could get back to the Super Bowl, that I saw a path forward. And I also felt like this was one of those Josh Allen Bills kind of have to win it games. Like, and they have to prove they can beat them before I'm willing to say that you can beat Mahomes. So I feel like I was on Kansas City uh, in this week. I felt, and they were the one road team that won. So maybe we should start there, Zach. Um, first, I guess, general thoughts on the game. But then, Ryan, I also want you to jump in with uh, just Bill's curse, you know, some stuff in there too. But, Zach, why don't you go ahead? Uh, I thought it was an interesting game because in the start, it felt like the offenses were just on fire. And then, you know, we got to the fourth quarter and there wasn't a whole lot of scoring after that. Yeah, a lot of right? punting back and forth, yep. And um, so I thought it was interesting. Um, it felt it, it could have been a lot worse, right? I mean, the the Chiefs fumble on the goal line. Um, it really like just a dumb play. Like you're you're on the one. It's first and goal from, and you're heading to the end zone. Like you don't need to reach for the goal line in traffic, right? You know, and then the ball goes out of the end zone and. Um, but I, I thought I thought it was a fun game to watch. It was it was exciting throughout. Um, I love seeing Jason Kelsey up there. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there, that was the thing. Like, there was a lot going on with that game. Like, you know, you get you got the shot of that booth though. Like every three seconds, anytime something happened. Um, and it was it was high entertainment throughout the whole game. Does Jason Kelsey did he, did did Kelsey outnumber Taylor Swift shots in that game? Might have. Did Jason Kelsey take over the world yesterday with his shirt being off and all that other stuff? It's very possible. A little bit, and and you know what? I don't have a problem with either of it, right? Like it seems like there's a lot of people who are still upset about the Taylor Swift stuff. Um, I it's it's all. I mean, my enjoyment of the game does not hinge on a five second shot of Taylor Swift or not. Yeah. Doesn't bother you know? me at all. And and they're like, oh, she's so obnoxious. She's having a good time. Like her her boyfriend's playing in big yeah. time football games and he's hey, he scored two touchdowns. Um so the whole thing was high entertainment. 
uh, right? The Chiefs had the one touchdown at the end in the fourth quarter, and that was it for the scoring. I and I, you know, I, I don't have a lot of uh, love for the Bills or the Bills fans. the The narrative that like, oh, we we're long suffering, that does nothing for me. Um, it doesn't make you a good fan. And also, mm. like, I, I had a bit much of all the snowballs being thrown on the field. Hey, we, where did we they have, get the we, snow? Wasn't that last week? You mean to tell me there's still snow all over that building? You haven't cleared it yeah. out by now? Where the hell did they it's get the snow? Again. It snowed again. Yeah. Oh, it, did it? It snowed again this week, but they were throwing snowballs, like, during the game. Um, I don't know. I just, like, I we need some fan decorum, I think, in general. I mean... It happened, right? We saw the they stormed the court in the women's basketball. Yeah, game the Kate, Iowa. Caitlin Clark almost got freaking destroyed by somebody. Well, it looked, it looked upon further review, it might have been a little bit of a flop there. But um, <laughs> she was looking for a call at the end of the game. As the well, my, here's my the here's my thing: like you're number eighteen at home against number two, like that doesn't seem storm the court worthy to me. You feel like you kind of got to act like you've been there before. Well, we've loosened the standards on it so much. I feel like. Like we're just looking for any reason to run onto the field or the court. And I, and I think part of it is, is the atmosphere that we've created in high school now, like Ryan and I have talked about it before, like all the kids on the field after the game is not a good idea. Nope. It, and it happens way too quick too. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're just, we're asking for it's trouble. A, it's eventually going to end in a fight. There, there's going to come a day when it ends in a fight. And yeah. we're not going to be able to stop it or do anything about it. It's going to be just try to clear as many people off the field as you can. So I, I think that um, I don't mind seeing Bills fans lose. Um, you know, you don't you don't deserve to win just because you haven't won for a while. So. Ryan, they I, Bill Simmons was talking about the Bills being the most cursed franchise, maybe in football outside of the Vikings. Like it's close between the Bills and the Vikes. And the fact that they lost on a wide right field goal, like echoed the ghosts of Scott Norwood and all of that sort of thing. Do you buy well, into all of that stuff? Too. Same distance, same distance too. That's a little frightening, right. isn't it? Uh, I don't know that it's, it's, it's certainly ironic. Right. And, and I think that the there were thing people that crying I, in the stands, like there were grown men like ready to cry in the stands. Cause they couldn't believe it. I mean, you get to a certain point of losing and you know, I'd, I'd cry too. Right. <laughs> it's at you some were practically point there two weeks ago, you were practically well, there. Let's yeah. But I mean, it's, it's, but it, it's, and, and I know Zach doesn't want to give him anything on the, on the, the long suffering nature of, of football. But the, the fact of the matter is, is that that pain does compile for fans. It shouldn't matter. And curses don't exist because it's a completely different team. Like most of these guys on this team weren't alive when, when Scott Norwood missed that kick, right? I mean, that they were they weren't even a gleam in their father's eye at that point. And uh, you know, here here they are playing for the Bills, and you know, it's wide right again. That's just football, right? You're gonna miss kicks, and everybody wants to talk about the missed kick as you know, it would it wasn't gonna win the game. It was to tie the game. Norwood's to was to win right. the game, just to make that clear, first of all. Second of all, we want to talk about the kick. Let's talk about why Josh Allen was throwing the ball into the end zone twice before that when he could have just taken a first down and moved the ball and gotten another shot. Right. We'd, I understand the throw to, uh, to Shakir was, was wide open, right? If, if he doesn't have a, his left tackle driven into his lap, that's a touchdown. But the second throw, I mean, you don't have to throw that into the end zone. Just take the underneath, get the first down and live to fight another day. Right. Well, and it I, was a mistake on Allen's part. And, and the, and maybe a little bit with the play calling too, because, like you said, even if that goes in, it's tied, and there's a minute fifty three left, and all you yeah, have I, to do is give up a field goal, right? And as we were reminded about four thousand times on the broadcast, the Chiefs kicked a field goal in thirteen seconds a couple years ago. So I don't know, Jim. I think we got a field goal in thirty seconds, Jim. I you don't know, know. It's, anytime something happened with thirteen, they had to bring it up. So, um, I'll I'll just say this about the long suffering and the idea of curses and stuff. When my, my daughter was 11, when the Cubs won the World Series, and she was up watching it with me, and we were talking about why it was, you know, they were talking about this curse and a big deal or whatever, you know, and I, I told her about it, and 
she was like, well, how do they know they're cursed and that they weren't just really poorly run? Was like, that's how you know that's your daughter. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm like, uh, that's, she's that's 11. the most you thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, she's 11 and she gets it. Like, <laughs> like what says it's a curse? Maybe they're just bad. So, um, also on the on the topic of like most cursed or suffering football fans, like I'm sorry, but I think I put the Browns in front of both the Vikings and the Bills. I, I, I mean, think they, if you're team moved, yeah, no, for <laughs> they sure, moved and they got another one. Yeah, that's I guess that's if something. You're, yeah, if you're making a case for cursed, I think that the the colloquial definition is generally has a lot of success but can't win the big one. And okay, you know, yeah, and, and I, the Browns I, have just I, been awful. I think I think yeah. Then you're then you're dicing up to like. Because I, I heard him to say it as long suffering or worst, most suffering or whatever. So I guess there is a difference between cursed and suffering there. But um. the, the, they don't call Cleveland the factory of sadness for nothing, uh, <laughs> and 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 it is deserved. Um, you know, it's the same way that Detroit could have been called the factory of sadness for decades until this year. So I mean, it, and and I I just want to reiterate how much I I don't care to see the Lions win. Um, <laughs> But we'll we'll get to that a little bit later. We we will. Uh, let me ask uh, Ryan. Let me just stay with this Bills thing and Bills Chiefs before we move on. Um, I know that they talked a lot about this is Game Seven, Jim. Jim is seven times Allen and Mahomes, Jim. Uh, it the Bills the Bills can win the regular season games, and I think the Chiefs would be happy to concede those. The Bills cannot beat this Chiefs team in the playoffs. And at what point do you look and see the window and say we got to blow this up? Like we cannot. For what we can play with these guys, we can hang, but we can't beat them. And until we make some changes, we cannot continue. Because I, you, can't, I don't know. How, you got, you can't come back. You can't run it back with what you have, right? You can't. I think just based on their cap situation, this might have been it for the Bills. Um, I, I don't know that you have the ability to run it back, even if you wanted to. I don't know that. Uh, I don't know that that McDermott is the coach that's going to do it to get you there. I I don't know if Allen's going to want to stick around through a rebuild. Um, you know, I I think that this is a team that's going to need to be seriously reworked. I think that Stefan Diggs is not long for Buffalo. Um, certainly not in in its current configuration. Um, I think you're gonna you're losing more than half of that starting defense through free agency this year, and you're not going to be able to re-sign about sixty percent of the guys that are free agents anyway. You just don't have the money, so you're in you're in cap hell. Um, your your team appears to be falling apart uh, when when things aren't going well. You've got, uh, like I said, Stefan Diggs. I mean, it, the the guy is falling right back into what we saw at the end of his time in Minnesota with the way that he's acting on the sideline and the way he seems to be talking to people. And, you know, he's not, he's not talking to media after the game, like he's pouting and, you know, you know, you know what's happening with him. If, if that's the case, right. We, we know what's happening with Stefan Diggs. So Can this we, to me, it, it he wasn't good ahead, Zach. yesterday. He wasn't no, good. He wasn't yesterday. good. No. no, he didn't make plays yesterday at all. So for all the bitching he's done, he was not. He's no one would accuse Stefan Diggs of being a team player. Uh, no, certainly not. I I think that you know the the he's going to try to force his way out. You wonder if a team like Dallas might be in on him, um, and just to to add another playmaker. Not that that's going to help them because their problems are way more than a wide receiver. Um, I, I just it feels to me like the window is closed for Buffalo, and and it's going to be really hard for them to get back here. It might be the last time we see them for a while. Zach, you nodded your head. So do you you buy into that as well? Yeah, I think they, like you said, they're they're in trouble in terms of you know the they're they're they've got to redo things, right? the The contract explodes for Allen next year, right? Mm. His cap hit goes way up, um, and they're really going to be. I th- I think, like you said, Tim, they don't they haven't won the games that have mattered. Mm-hmm. Right, they've had some regular season success. They've been there, but they're not getting it done when it matters the most. And 
you know, at some point you need to change things up. And I mean, we'll talk about Green Bay here in a little bit, but I mean, they were kind of in the same situation, right? They've had these runs the past, you know, whatever, the last five years where you thought they were better and it wasn't working and they finally moved on, right? They moved on from the coach. They moved on from the quarterback. Like it's a whole, like the whole thing is different than it was four years ago. If you look mm-hmm. at it, I think it's time that it's going to happen in Buffalo as well. I mean, uh, I, the, go ahead, go ahead, Ryan. I, I was just going to say, you know, what is the likelihood of a team ponying up a bunch of first round picks to say, hey, we have, you know, some young playmakers who can, you know, make some hay with Josh Allen. We think this might work. We can make the finances work. You know, if you're Buffalo, I mean, you don't want to get rid of Josh Allen, but if you're you offered won't. a haul to rebuild, yeah, they won't I mean, I because. Th- they don't start franchise guys, Ryan, don't grow on trees. Like you can't get them. Look, ask the Vikings how that's gone. No, I know. If you've I'm got not. one, you got to hang on to them for everything you got. Well, let's, let's, I mean, I don't think they would trade him either, but did you think that Stafford would ever be moved on from in Detroit? And that's worked out pretty well for Detroit. That's fair. Um, I, mean, I mean, that's, that's fair. Bledsoe probably too, when they moved on to Brady, you know, you Bledsoe know, was but, considered a franchise guy. But they had Brady. Like that's the difference. They knew ahead of time. I don't know. It's it's there. There's more movement now than there used to be, in terms of trades. Right? Trades yeah, are Seahawks more. Seahawks move from Russell Wilson. You know, you know? so it, it's possible. But I think he's still young enough that they 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 think like it might take him a year to reload, but that they can get back pretty quick. But you right? are right like, though. Th- Go ahead. They're de- Sorry, their division's not very good either. Yeah, and it may not right? be good next year too. Right, Miami Miami will have some talent and be, you know, there, but it's not like they're – I don't think – I think if they, if they, you know, to steal Ryan's term, the competitive rebuild, if they do mm. that with Allen, and I don't think they're going to worry about the Patriots – Right, you don't. I don't think you have to worry about them next year. So I think that might be their move. It's the, just trying to reload. You certainly don't have to worry here. about the Jets. <laughs> well, you might well, have to worry about the Jets. You might Rogers have to worry about back. the Jets if Rodgers is healthy and stuff. But, um, I just want to say you want to talk about long suffering. But you make a fair point, Ryan, about the idea of, um, you know, maybe the, you know, the that, that maybe the quarterback isn't, you know, maybe you know maybe everybody's movable and maybe you can get pieces, but my thought would be maybe it's, you know, maybe you move every bit. I would think they would move everything else first digs. They would call on every player they had on the defensive side. They would move every piece before Allen. I would think, but, but yeah, I don't, I mean, it's not to say that that's not out of the realm of possibility. I just don't think when you're Buffalo and you have a new stadium coming, um, you need to hang on to every, you know, every, every like sellable asset you have that can fill up a stadium. And that Diggs, was my thought. This is the first guy that digs is the first guy you get out of there in a second. I think in a millisecond, you get whatever you can. Well, if that's the case, you're losing digs and you're losing Gabe Davis, who are your two best wide receivers. I mean, you've got the tight ends. You're basically going to have to rework your whole offense with, you know, a yeah. draft pick or something. I mean, it's that's that's I'm just saying that's what you run, right? I'm not saying well, it's not worth it. I'm just saying that's the reality of the situation. Draft pick for it, you're fine. Also, I mean, we saw like a, you saw it this year in Green Bay, like you can do it with a variety of guys. Yeah, if you've got a, a superstar play caller who just seems to get it, I think Lafleur has shown that he's got he can scheme these guys in a really really good way and. You know, I just I don't know if you have that in Buffalo. You want to talk about things that don't grow on trees? Those kinds of play callers don't grow on trees either. What's what's the if you could do one thing, what would you change there? If you only can do one, I think you got to you got to blow the defense up and rebuild the defense. The defense is prob is a problem. They they down the stretch they couldn't stop the run and they had trouble that's against the, head the coach pass. Though, right? He's the yeah, defense guy, the head, and that's that's probably where the change starts. I don't know that McDermott's the guy. So the the stat that I keep coming back to is no quarterback coach combination. If they haven't won a Super Bowl in the first five years, they've never won a Super Bowl after that. So if if Allen is what you keep, you've got to change the coach. 
Mm, that's a good stat, actually. I did not know that. I kind of like that statistic. That's a good one. Hey, I got this one for you. In the world of no chance in hell this happens, what if the Bills call the Vikings and say, Jefferson for Diggs in the first? Who says no? <laughs> Diggs. <laughs> <laughs> what if we just run it back with Buffalo and say, hey, you know what? This worked a few years ago. Let's do it again. Two first rounders for Jefferson. Let's move on. You'd do it, wouldn't you, Ryan? I'd take the first round picks. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, he needs a lot of help. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the Chiefs we've touched on. We've talked about this all along. I think and we, when we get to the preview, we can get more into the Chiefs. Um, Baltimore, great job. They won their game uh, pretty convincingly after a pretty good first half by Houston. They ran away in the second half. I don't know if there's anything to get to other than the fact that this was the Lamar Jackson. We can maybe put to bed this idea that Lamar Jackson can't win playoff games consistently because I thought he was pretty darn good in this game. Uh, your thoughts on that one, both both guys, Ryan, Zach, Lamar Jackson, anything to add on that game? It was kind of a yeah, sleeper. He, he looked good. I think if you're going to play them, you have to just dare him to throw. Because right? I, mean, I don't not, love their receivers still. I don't buy them yet. And that's part of it, right? It's not just his quarterbacking skill. It's that the receivers aren't fantastic. It's that he is so dangerous as a runner, right? Yeah. So let's take that let let's take that away from them, and you know force these other guys to try to beat us. So I think that's the move. Um, great season by Houston. Great turnaround. Um, yep, they're gonna be they're gonna be back for a while. And they, yeah, they, then they've got Cleveland's pick this week or this year. Blew so my mind. That'll be fun too. They're excellent. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. Good run by Houston. Good run by D'Amico Ryans. Super happy with them. Easy stuff to root for. That Kansas City-Baltimore game, we'll preview it. Looks like a fun one. I think we got to talk Packers game next, don't we, Zach? Uh, Ryan, we got to get into that. Um, Packers had could have won this game, and maybe you could argue should have won this game. They played. They were the better team for a good chunk of it. Um, I know a lot of people are coming down on Love a little bit for the two picks at the end. Um, the throwing across the body and, and some of that sort of thing and the missed field goal too. But I thought the Packers played a pretty spirited game. It was in the rain. I think some people forget that the conditions weren't perfect. Not that they're ever going to be in the playoffs, but like I thought love played well. Your thoughts. Uh, they just made too many mistakes to beat a good team on the road. Um, whether you want to point like the first interception he threw behind, um, the second interception was a terrible decision and I get it. You're pushing at the late of the end of the game and there's, you know, the likelihood there isn't great, but it was a horrible choice. Um, but you also have to look at, right. You mentioned the missed kick. Um, they dropped, you know, probably an interception for a touchdown in the first quarter on the first drive. They had another one that, you know, it glanced off a receiver's hand and then the, then the defender dropped it. That could have been a second pick. Um, the the fourth down, right? They get stuffed on on fourth down sneak. I I didn't think the spot was great on either of those two plays, but um, they get held up short. And you know, like I was, my daughter was texting me. They were watching it um, up at NDSU, and she said, you know, when they kick the first field goal, she's like, all right, they're on the board. And I'm like, I think it's gonna, you know, they need touchdowns, not field goals. And it just, those kind of things came back to bite them. They weren't great in the red zone yesterday. And when you add up all of that stuff, it's hard to beat a good team on the road. Seems very fair. Seems pretty logical to me. Purdy struggled here, Ryan, uh, including those times. It was just bananas to watch him actually wiping off his hand during the drop back to try to get a grip of the football. Clearly the rain bothered him, but all of those narratives, you can kind of put to bed on him. He came from behind he won the game without Debo Samuel. McCaffrey was dinged up throughout. Thought Brock Purdy got it done when he needed to, even though it wasn't always perfect. Yeah, I think for huge chunks of the second half of this game, the thought was, I don't know if Purdy has it. Um, the Packers were just able to consistently get pressure on him, and that seems to be how you how you derail him. Um, I mean, uh, Zach, you can correct me. You watched, probably watched more of this game than I did, uh, but the – it looked to me like the Packers were bringing five and six a lot uh, in the middle part of that game. 
and just kind of with when Debo went out, they didn't feel like there was really anybody out there who they were going to be burned by. Um, and if you bring five, six, you stop the run. And it felt like they were bringing pressure that way. Um, and it, they just, they were just able to get to Purdy and get him off his spot. They were able to, del- the timing delays were the other thing that I think was the interesting part. You saw it a lot with Kittle. Every time he tried to go over the middle, he's getting checked by a linebacker and throwing off the timing of the throw. Uh, and, and Purdy just stepping back and throwing it to the spot that they've practiced a hundred times. Now the timing is off because the Packers are getting hands on and doing what they have to do that way. And that's how you stall that kind of offense is, you know, you, you force them to get away from the run a little bit. You make him play in pressure. He has to step up and throw on timing and the timing is off because you're getting hands on this target. And, and that seems to be the formula. That's kind of what the Vikings did when they beat them on Monday night and they were able to slow them down again without Debo Samuel. Uh, and, and, you know, it almost worked for the Packers here in the playoffs on the road in the rain. And, and it just comes down to defensively, you're able to get pressure on the quarterback. You can slow the run down. McCaffrey doesn't run wild on you and you have, you know, no Debo Samuel to worry about. You can kind of bring some more guys. So, I mean, that's, that, that's just the, the basis of it. I I think that the Packers did a good job there. I don't think the Packers are going away anytime soon. I just think they got outlasted by a team that just has a little more talent right now. Yeah, that, I I said so. I had a couple of people, you know, trying to give me a hard time, and you know, one of my friends is like, "Oh, you know, throw across your body and a missed field goal, like you just live the worst Vikings losses all in one game." And I was like, "It doesn't feel like that at all. Like those mm. losses were much more devastating to the Vikings. Like Green Bay feels like they'll be back." Um, you know, we've talked about it for a few weeks. This is not a game that people expected them to win, right? It wasn't to go to the Super Bowl. So, yeah, is it disappointing to lose? Yeah, because they could have won that game. Um, but it does feel like they're, they're, there's a lot of optimism going towards next year. Yeah, I'm super bullish on Green Bay and what they're going to do next year. It seems like you're right. Basically, from week 10 on, they've settled the quarterback for a long period of time. You're not going to tell anybody in Green Bay that Love's not the guy. And so there's no questions going into next year's training camp about Love and who's the quarterback and can Love play and LaFleur. You, Dobbs looked like he got better in these playoffs. Like he became a real factor in games and made some big plays for them. And Aaron Jones, they might have figured it out. Like, hey, we just in the middle of the season got to give Aaron Jones four or five days off or games off because he ran – in a way that I have not seen all that often. Like he was an, a menace in that game and making big plays for them. I really like Green Bay uh, heading into next season. I was really impressed by them. And San Francisco's fortunate to win that game and, and good on them for winning it because it wasn't pretty and they got it done. Now, the question will be is if Debo's hurt and doesn't play this week, what does that do to their chances against Detroit? I still think they're going to be favored to win and they should, but p- clearly without Debo, it's not as easy as it is when they have him because there's just so little he does so many different things offensively for them when you take that out they're just a very different team uh ryan yes sir i gotta ask you about tampa bay detroit Mm. so detroit wins the game that's not a surprise it was actually a hell of a game and i actually thought mayfield for the most part played pretty darn well i thought he made some pretty gutsy throws they were hitting him pretty good early I was actually, if you're Tampa Bay, you got to feel pretty good about Baker Mayfield. Uh, I thought he played well. I Isn't really he did. A free agent though. He is yep. a free agent. They're going to have to figure out. They're going to have to pay him something. You know, they they are uh, if they're going to keep him because somebody's going to call. They may not give him thirty million, but there is going to be a team out there that will call and say, "Come play here. You can help us. Um, we believe in you now." Minneapolis, maybe a team in Minneapolis could be a team in Atlanta if a certain 70-plus-year-old head coach gets the job there. Um, could be him. Who, who could say? Although it sounds like if he goes there, it might be a certain guy who used to play in Minneapolis who might go there. Uh, who could say? Um, but Detroit, Goff, St. Brown, Gibbs, that offense, I got to tell you, watching this division for the next five years, I don't want to play that team at all. Rhino, I know you're not a Lions guy. But you can't look at Laporta, Gibbs, Montgomery, St. Brown, Goff, the like, Penny Sewell, Frank Gregg now, and say that's a team I want to deal with every day of the week. I got to assume you were you're a bit impressed by what you're seeing. I mean, yeah, they're a good football team, you know, no doubt. Um, I I still think 
I, I'm I'm going to come back to this again. I'm not as doom and gloom on the Vikings as everybody else is, right? I mean, I'm. You went in there with your backup quarterback and put up 400 yards on that defense. That secondary is still a liability. I mean, it's. I don't know. I I I really think they're going to have if if Debo plays this weekend. I really think they're going to have some troubles, some trouble defensively. And, and this weekend they are going to play the best defense they've played outside of Baltimore and Baltimore blew them out. Fair. Um, and, and I mean, it's, this is, I, I don't know if it's going to be in the rain again. And I think that that's going to matter. I don't know if they can stop Christian McCaffrey. I don't know if they can stop that offense. And I don't know if I trust Goff to go into that game uh, with a center who's playing at 80%, uh, you know, per Dan Campbell this week, uh, who is already gimpy. I, I don't know if, if the in- interior of that line is going to be able to hold against the pressure that, that San Francisco likes to bring. So I'm, they're good, but there's definitely some concerns there. They're not a perfect football team by any stretch. They've won some good games. Um, but I don't think any, did anybody like I picked them, but going into this game, like Tampa was not the better team. I thought maybe they would catch Detroit, which is why I picked them. But Detroit on paper was supposed to win this game. So I don't know. I, I'm, I, I like them, but I've been vocal this year that I don't necessarily buy into them long-term. It's fair. I, I, think, I think they fo- found a way to assemble a locker room full of their kind of guys. Yeah. Yep. Um, and and there's something to be said for that chemistry and style of play. And, you know, they're not expected to win this weekend. But, you know, weird things have happened. And sure. you know they're going to give them hell. And they're going to come out and they're going to leave it all on the field. Right? You know, the I would not be shocked with trick plays and different things happening. So, you know, they're, they're a good team in a average conference this year. I think yeah. that's, I think that's fair. Yeah, it's good. I, I also think that when you build a team based on guys that fit the chemistry of the locker room, I worry about the sustainability of that model. Uh, yeah. Because if, you're, if your team chemistry is going to change year to year, next year it could all blow up in their face if you get the wrong guy in there. The whole and, is greater know, than the and, sum of the parts kind of thing. Right. And, and, you know, I think everyone would agree that, that Jared Goff is a pretty good quarterback. I don't think anyone would say he's an elite quarterback or a great quarterback. He, he certainly has games where he doesn't look like a guy who is, is playing at his best, right? He, he's played really well this year and they seem to have avoided a lot of the pitfalls and they've really avoided a lot of the major injuries that other teams have suffered, which good for them. But, you know, it, it really does feel a bit unsustainable where, you know, the other side of that too is the coach, you know, he, he found a good balance this year of playing aggressive and, and knowing when to roll the dice and when to, when to punt the ball. But does he hit that balance every year? I don't know. It doesn't feel like it's in his genes. And it felt like every single week, we're just kind of waiting for the lions to make a mistake that they haven't made yet. And I just don't feel like that's a sustainable model. I, I, I worry that going into next year, they're going to be really highly rated and they're going to be a little disappointing because they're going to play a tougher schedule. They're going to play yep. some really good teams and they're going to lose guys and the chemistry is going to change and the coach is going to have to be more aggressive. And that's a coin flip. So, and they're, they, let's be honest here. Okay. So they're in the final four, right? Yeah. Which is great. But within that final four, they probably have the coach you trust the least. They have the quarterback you trust the least. They have the maybe Lamar. The Lamar could the Lamar. I might trust the least because Lamar. Ha- Jared Goff's been to a Super Bowl. Jared Goff's been if, to a Super Bowl if, at least. If you were picking quarterbacks out of these four, you would not take Jared Goff this week before you took Lamar Jackson. No, but would you take Purdy before you take Goff? Yes. Yes. And I love Purdy. By the way, I think Purdy's the, the great. Way- the way he's played this year, I'd, I'd take Purdy. And I also take Purdy because I think of his supporting cast and and the guys he has around him. I just think he's got more talent around him. Not mm-hmm. to say Detroit isn't talented, but the talent they have in San Francisco is incredible. Uh, Detroit and, might have the better offensive line, but I'd take their defense last out of 4-2. That's, that's what I was going to say. I, they're probably the fourth defense. That was my next statement. And those are that's the probably true. That, 
that I think you I, I go to when I pick games. So, um, and hey, like they they might pull one off. We've kind of we've kind of gotten a little bit into preview here, I guess. But hey, one more thing before we get there, Ryan. If the Lions make the Super Bowl before the Vikings, what would your mood be? I'd be pretty upset. Um, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I know every you know there has to be a, a conference winner every year, and Detroit's put together a good team. I'm not going to deny that, but I'll be, I'll be, I'll be pretty disappointed. Um, you know, I've lived my whole life and I haven't seen the Vikings in a Super Bowl, and the Lions have been complete dog shit since I was born. Uh, and for them to make it first would be pretty disheartening. We'll have to take you to for a drink if that happens. Zach and Zach will buy because Zach is Zach is Zach's living pretty high on the hog here. So he with all those all that all those Vegas bets he cashed over there, he's sitting pretty so. Uh, we'll go get a Long Island. It'll be on Zach. I think that's fair. All right, All let's right. preview. Let's preview that. Zach's in. All right, let's preview that. You heard it right here on the podcast. Zach said it's all right, so it's done. Uh, let's do some previewing then. Chiefs-Ravens. That's the first game next Sunday. Feels like an interesting game. I'm definitely excited to watch it. Zach, I'll give you the first t- thought on this one. Where do you see it? It feels like the best game left. Absolutely. Of uh, including the Super Bowl. I feel like this is this is the main event here. Um I'll be honest, there's not a lot of juice left for me with these four teams. Mm. And I I'm excited to see what happens um with this game, but I just really I don't know, like of of any of these four teams in the Super Bowl, I don't know what I would be excited for to watch. Maybe the Chiefs. Six straight AFC title games for the Chiefs. That's kind of yeah, interesting. Yeah, right? that's, that's I think, the, the biggest thing. And I and the atmosphere there and maybe with some of the circus that you get that will go with it with, you know, Kelsey and Taylor Swift and that kind of stuff. Maybe that's what makes it most interesting. Because I don't know. I don't think like the Baltimore Ravens getting there don't do much for me. That's, the Lions do zero for me. The Lions you know? would be a good story if they got in. I mean, Ryan, like I said, we'd have to take Ryan out for a drink, but I think it would be a good story. But I, for me, the, the Super Bowl that I least want to see would be Baltimore versus Detroit. Mm. Dan um, Campbell doesn't do much for you? No. Lamar Jackson? Uh, but in terms of this game, I'm I'm excited to see how the Chiefs attack it. The Chiefs defense has been great. All year long, um, you know they had, they had a great second half to really seal that game yesterday. And I'll I'll tell you, I'm I'm leading the Chiefs right now. I think I'm going to take them to win it. I'm the Chiefs to win it. Love it. That would be fantastic, Rhino. Yeah, it's it's hard to argue with um, with how Patrick Mahomes specifically is playing right now. Um, the great the great quarterbacks in the history of this league just seem to find another gear when they get to the spot in the season. You know, they just they just seem to make every throw. They make some throws that you can't believe that they that they're making. Like I I know they lost, but I come back to that that touchdown in the front corner of the end zone that Josh Allen threw from about 25 yards out just whipping his hips around and throwing a, a rope to the pylon and, and and Shakir just happens to catch it. Just a perfect throw. Like those are the those are playoff throws. Those are elite quarterback playoff throws, and Patrick Mahomes makes those look routine. Um, yep. He just seems to to make them every drive. He gets out of some jam and throws a ball thirty yards down the field. Just happens to lay it over the right shoulder of the guy when the the defenders are on the left, and he just can't get there. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he sees it. I don't know how he executes it, but he does and. I like Lamar Jackson. I like Lamar Jackson as an elite quarterback for sure. Lamar Jackson isn't on on Patrick Mahomes' level. And I think that I'd take the just to take Zach's bit, I take the Chiefs for quarterback. I take the Chiefs for coach. I think I take the Ravens for defense, but I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. And I'll take the I'll take the Chiefs too, because I just am a believer in Pacheco. Watching him run, I just feel like he's running at a different speed than everybody else. 
I feel like whenever he touches the ball, he is getting eight yards, like seven, eight, nine yards every single time because he runs so hard into the hole. And he's been super impressive to me the last couple, three, four weeks since he's kind of come back from the injury. And I just think him, him running at that level changes things. This Chiefs team right now reminds me of like those later year Patriots teams where Tom didn't seem like he had anybody to throw to, but then all of a sudden at the end of the game, the Patriots are winning. Like you don't know how it's happening. You can't figure it out other than the fact that it's Tom. And it's the same thing right now. It's Mahomes. I'll I'll say this, Ryan, the the storyline, if Baltimore wins, will probably be can both Harbaugh sit atop the football world at the same time. (laughs) Did you see that eye roll? <laughs> that eye roll from Ryan. Oh, where is the recorder for that? You know, but you know that that's what the story will be, right? I mean, yeah, I know. It's one of the reasons I want the Chiefs to win. Yeah. Ryan could be would, the next time we would hear Ryan on this podcast. It would just be him over his toilet. If it's Detroit versus Baltimore, and I have to sit here and listen to Michigan football talk with with just on both ends. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I that's that's the least exciting Super Bowl to me. Just, just, I'm gonna put a gun in my mouth if that's the case. If that's the case, you just, I, you just all sure you're gonna get is just a picture of me. Just hot. there's a lot of people out there that probably feel the same way about Kansas City, and if they have to hear another two weeks of Kansas City and, and Taylor like, Swift and Pat Mahomes and, and Kelsey, See, I, I'd and, rather. I'd rather have that because the question then becomes, does Travis Kelsey retire or doesn't he? Well, it's, it's, but dynasties are good for sports. They are. Let's not forget, right? There is probably the same people that are upset with all the Chiefs stuff are the same people that were cheering for the Chiefs six years ago against the Patriots when they were the new it thing. So I, you know, dynasties are good for sports. And so that's why I, you know, I think they'll win this week and I think it's good for football if they win this week. And I feel like it does, there is something to the Super Bowl. If man, if you can knock off the defending champs, it's kind of a, kind of a cool deal. And it, it adds to this, you know, the storyline of this year has been weird. You know, quarterbacks getting hurt. And if, you know, if Pat Mahomes is the guy standing at the end, you know, all of with all of those other storylines would be a pretty impressive story. I must say it'd be really good. NFC side, Ryan, San Francisco, Detroit. I have to assume you're rooting for San Francisco and you're taking San Francisco. Rooting for San Francisco. Yes. Taking is a more difficult question just because I think that Detroit is such a feisty team and that can be dangerous. I think it depends on if Debo Samuel plays for sure um, on how this game goes. I just don't trust the Detroit defense. I've said that every week, and and I feel like I've been proven right defensively every week. Their offense has just, you know, played some defenses that I think they've been good enough to beat. Um, you know, they they've they played the kind of aging Rams that you know they've got a couple of pieces, but defensively they're you know they're kind of no names at this point. They played the Bucks, who are a pretty good defense, but their back end is a little questionable at times, and their you know their linebackers can be questionable playing the run. I don't think there's any questionable part of this, of this San Francisco defense. Um, I think they could rush the passer. They can rush with multiple guys. They can rush you with three, four. Uh, they can cover, they, they get turnovers. They are aggressive. They hit hard. Um, uh, they're the second best defense in football. They might be the best, uh, depending on who you ask. And I think that that's the difference here is I just don't think Detroit's going to have as much ease scoring here. And I think that San Francisco is going to be able to move the ball, on uh, on Detroit, and I think that the fact that Detroit has to go on the road matters here too. Uh, yeah, that, that home crowd they, has been terrific. That home yeah, crowd was they, great the last two. Games. They haven't they haven't played a playoff game on the road yet, uh, and that the atmosphere in San Francisco is every bit as good for the Niners as Detroit has been for the Lions. Uh, and and I think that you know it, it's going to be a tough situation for Detroit to try and win that game. I'm going to take San Francisco. Um, I, I think. I do. I think that they're they're going to to cover the spread. I don't know. Uh, six and a half feels like a lot against a good Lions offense, um, but I don't know. I, I think I'll take San Francisco. They're they're just the better team. I don't. I don't think it's going to be close. I, w- I would, really. 
I would lay the six and a half and take San Francisco. I just wow. I, think, I think they've got too much for Detroit in a lot of areas. And Detroit's been a good story, but it's time for it's gonna turn midnight and the slipper is gonna come off and the Cinderella story is over. I, I see a double digit win coming. I see San Francisco winning this game too and taking us back to the beginning of our national nightmare, 2020 Super Bowl. Niners versus Chiefs two months later we're in lockdown it's almost like it needs to happen to exercise the demons the other way the beginning of the whole Mahomes Reed monster happens then could end here uh I, I would like to think that could be the end of the line for Andy Reed could be the end of the line for Travis Kelsey we'll have to wait and see but I think Kyle Shanahan wants his revenge on the Chiefs I think they win this game. They get back to the Super Bowl. And this time, I think the Niners are the team that wins the Super Bowl. They are going to be my pick the rest of the way. But I think it's Kansas City versus San Francisco in the Super Bowl. We all agree on that. Uh, There we have it. A couple of final uh, news nuggets on the way out. Antonio Pierce was kept as the coach for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, So that's a done deal. Uh, Gerard Mayo is the head coach in New England. That's a done deal. Uh, Ryan broke to both of us before the podcast started tonight that Brian Callahan might be the new head coach in Tennessee. Looking like that might be the case. We're still waiting on some of the other openings. We know that Harbaugh's interviewing a second time with the Chargers. Belichick's interviewed a second time with the Falcons. And we'll see where any of that takes us, if you're interested in that. Um, Also, the uh, UFL starts very soon. I don't know if you have those notes. Uh, But we'll, we'll certainly get into all of that. Any other thoughts before we go to dad talk, guys? See, I hearing nothing. Yeah, the good radio, good radio there. I love that. Hearing it, nothing. It, here we go. It, go it was it was a good week of football, right? This that's the hard. I think this week is that we just had is always the peak week. It's of the football. best. Yeah, you can't you can't beat that. Yeah. And then this week we're... always sucks in comparison. Yep. What are we gonna do on Saturday? Like, what what does Saturday look like now for us? No football speech. Saturday. Speech, yeah. You want to come hang out with us at the speech tournaments? Zach, we're going to do speech podcasts here. <laughs> yeah, what are we going to do on Saturdays now that there's no football? It's like, oh, I got to watch the NBA until baseball starts? This blows. Come on. Damn yeah. it. So football this Sunday. All right, time for Dad Talk. Dad Talk brought to you by no one. And uh, this week, guys... Um. I mean, crisis averted in our district, so the kids aren't staying home for any strikes or anything like that. So kids are going to be around. Fantastic. Back in school, all that good stuff. Uh, what is happening around the House of the Fathers, uh, both Ryan and Zach? Anything interesting to report? Well, uh, Kieran this week learned to say the word no. Uh, now all hell's going to break loose. He's using it in the proper context, uh, and it's, it's very <laughs> cute, uh, but it's also quite annoying. Uh, in that it appears to have taken over his entire vocabulary. Uh, what little vocabulary he had has been replaced by the word no. So, uh, we, you know, he, he has also learned that he can rip the baby gate from the stairs uh, and throw it down the stairs to get where he wants to go. Um, don't know where he figured that out. Uh, but when you follow him up to pull him back down the stairs and relock the gate, his, uh, his reaction is almost always no, 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 no. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, it's going well over here. Definitely. I'm not counting down the hours until my vacation next month. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. I love that. You know, the, now that the nose have started, Rhino, I don't have kids, but I just have to assume that now that the nose have started, the gray hair is going to start to come around. We're going to start looking at you it's, now, and it's going to be, you are going to look like Rob Ryan. You know, that's what you will become on the sidelines at uh, Cardinal football games going forward. And just, just a big head of hair that's gray running all over the field up and down. Rob Ryan, Rex's brother on the sidelines starting next year. If I can have a career half as, half as good as his, I'll take it. This guy's defense couldn't stop anybody. That's fine. You don't he want a lot defense. of defense. Worst, worst, worst defense. That's fine. Uh, Zach, what's going on over at the – what's going on? Yeah, you don't want your defense to look like Rob Ryan's, do you, Zach? Your, your thoughts on what uh, what's happening in the knee neighborhood? Uh, you know, Carter, Carter hit the dance on Friday, 
Um, That's awesome. So he had a good time there. What a um, Casanova. It sounds like things went well. You know, the Littles, the Littles went out of town this weekend with their mom. Um, so I was home Saturday and most of Sunday by myself. But I had a lot of other sports things going on. So I was running around and um, that's that's basically why they went that she was like, you're not going to be home. We're going to see my parents. So, um, but today Garrig was, uh, playing around in the house and he's like, I'm dad, I'm dad. And then he's like, I'm going to football. <laughs> and then he walks out of the room <laughs> and then he comes back. And a few minutes later, he's like, I'm going to conferences. And he walks out of the room. <laughs> So tonight he was at football, he was at softball, he was at conferences. He walks in with a can of beer. He goes, he's, I'm dad, I'm drinking a beer. It, it was I'm dad, funny, I'm pouring his, some bourbon. Uh, his interpretation of it all. So, was um, he throwing on a different visor and changing shirts every two minutes? Like He'd be like, I'm going to go coach football, put on his Cardinal hat. I'm going to go coach softball, put on his Bengal hat, walk out of the That would have been great if you'd have done that. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. Um and then, you know, we had we had spaghetti for dinner tonight. So when that happens, Caitlin's like, All right, boys, take off your shirts because otherwise it's a disaster. <laughs> you gotta get him the big lobster bibs. So, so then then Huck then Huck takes off his pants too. <laughs> you so, need the whole experience. <laughs> so, so Huck's sitting at the table in his Elmo underwear. <laughs> Eating spaghetti. That sounds like the life, man. I don't know. It really does. Who's got a better life than Huck right now? Nobody. That is that sounds amazing. Oh and then of of course, you know, Garrig's food and like Garrig has just become the picky eater. So I think he ate like a handful of croutons for dinner tonight. That might have been all. Hey, until you get a red wine reduction in here, mom, I'm not eating this. I did I did I guess. Give me some edamame. I talked him into a few uh, <clears throat> few meatballs. And then, you know, so I'm trying to tell him, like, like you have to eat. You got to be big and strong. Right? That's, like, what we're selling. Like, if you want to hit dingers, you got to eat and get strong. <laughs> and so I'm, like, so I'm like, Huck's eating. He's strong. And he says, yep. And Huck, he hops off the chair. And he goes, look, I can lift up the chair. And he picks up the... <laughs> The kitchen chair. <laughs> so for whatever reason, he's decided like that's how you show your strength. You you lift the chair. You lift things. Just anything yep. that's in the area, you lift yep. it. And, and of course, I mean he's he's barely getting the kitchen chair off the ground. He's trying not to fall over. It, it was pretty funny. So that was our our interesting dinner experience tonight. I kind of want Ryan to go cook something you know special and bring it over to the knee neighbor house and see if he'll. Old Gehrig will go, hmm, this bolognese has a little too much salt. I'd like to see you. Uh, I'd like to see this uh, get, you know, you know, re, re, repurposed, repackaged into something else. Let's see how you do tomorrow. That kind of thing. Or if he's like Gordon Ramsay, spits it out, throws the food away in the garbage can. I'd love that. Ryan, challenge accepted. Uh, how, how old is he? Gehrig, Three, Gehrig, four. Huck is four. Three. Four. Yeah. I, I don't. I think it would be wasted at this point, but I'd, I'd give it a shot. Let me see. Maybe can, make a good smoothie for him. Can you make a dinosaur PB and J? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Because we have a little. We make a peanut butter jelly sandwich for him, and like the we have like the little. Uh, it's it's like a sandwich cutter, right? It cuts off the crust and actually oh, makes perfect. two, um, like brontosauruses kind of looking things. I, we I would so think that would hurt the structural integrity of the bread. They eat so many PB and J's in this house; it is unbelievable. You gotta go get the French bread and open it up like a mouth and stack the the bit on top so it looks like a dinosaur and do peanut butter <laughs> teeth with jelly blood. Oh my god! Just a giant T Rex head. You're not trying to frighten these kids; You're just trying to get them to eat food for crying out that loud. Come on, them. man! They'd look, they they'd look at it and go. They'd, they'd look at it and go, that's so cool. They eat fruit. They, eat, eat, fruit. they, they okay. eat more fruit in a day than I probably do in a year. That's something. Kieran does the same thing. I'm, People I like fruit. I'm, I do not. You I don't like not, a banana? No. I, there, you can list off all kinds of fruit. I'll say no. 
the the extent of my fruit is maybe a couple raspberries or blackberries if I throw it in like a yogurt or uh, cottage cheese. Couldn't work a Honeycrisp apple with some peanut butter down your throat if we had to? Apple Apples are probably the very bottom of the list. Really? I, I, can, I can't think of a fruit I would dislike more. Wow. Maybe, maybe I, uh, what are those? Cantaloupes. That might be down there, too. I hate cantaloupe. I, I cantaloupe I'm not a big cantaloupe guy. I'll, I'll I can't that. have apples raw. You got to cook them? Mm-hmm. There's there's some kind of compound on the skin that that breaks down when you cook it out, um, that it makes my throat like close up. I can eat a, I can't eat apples raw, but I can eat them any other way. Yeah, so apples apples don't do it for me. Um, I think part of that was you know when I was in elementary school, I broke my front two teeth in gym class. Oh, that'll do. Um, and had some temporary ones put on. So like I they told me like do not bite into an apple. Like uh, you so know. So since then. Well, so I so I never had like the full apple, right? If I if I didn't have one, I had to cut it up. So I just never really had one. I, I don't know. That. Maybe 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 a kiwi. So apple juice. You wouldn't have apple juice. No. Or orange juice. No. I this I mean is... I would I those are more likely than not apple juice, but maybe some orange juice or a different I don't know, cranberry juice. Is that a fruit? I like I, I yep. like apple and orange juice, but now the it's almost like it's too acidic and I'm getting too old. So like I have a little bit of that and all of a sudden I got heartburn. It's just it's tough. The, the sunny D count. Sunny D, yeah, that doesn't count. That that doesn't work. Yeah, I'm not, I'm out on the sunny D. Um I just wanted to add this last thing in there for dad talk. It does feel like certain places hire certain there's a certain look. I noticed this tonight when I walked into Petco to get cat food. They had the wall of employees. Swear to God, everybody at Petco looks the exact same. Like every employee might as well have been the same person within 10 years of each other. Uh, There was glasses. There was dark hair. They were mostly females. There might have been one guy on there. So it was like women, 25 to 40, glasses, longer hair, brown uh, brown hair, no, not a lot of blondes work there. Uh, you could argue kind of haunchy. Uh, it just it just felt like a certain kind of person worked at the Petco. But then that makes sense. That tracks because like I used to work at U-Haul with my old man back in the day before I became a teacher. And that also attracted a certain type where it was just a bunch of dudes, probably a little overweight, popping one button on the bottom. Uh, unshaven, five o'clock shadow. I mean, it seemed like the same type. It's just weird how certain places attract a certain look. And I noticed that tonight at Petco. Just wanted to make that observation. I, I don't know if that's any, something anybody else has seen. It's kind of like Denny's, where every waitress I've ever had at Denny's in the last 10 years has been 75 years old. Have you noticed that? I just feel like I don't know what it is, but there's just a certain, there's a certain thing that is happening at these places. As soon as somebody can explain it to me, I would appreciate it. That's my closing thought tonight. Didn't have much else. All right. Thank you for that. I just wanted to share that with the world. Um, remember. Got a, stat, got a quick stat for you real quick if you're into it. Sure. <clears throat> there, have, there has never been a night in the NBA where two players have scored 65 points. I know. Joel I saw Embiid, that Embiid went 70 tonight. Yep. And Carl Anthony Towns is up to 62. Wow. Defense optional in the NBA tonight on the big men. Defense optional every night in the NBA. But really know, do, optional tonight. Do they play defense in the NBA? Also, the, are, the, are the Hornets any good? I don't know if the Hornets No, the Hornets stink. Hornets stink. Yeah. They're a bad team. Might have to put an asterisk next to this performance here. Yeah, the, uh, the Hornets absolutely, they just absolutely stink. They're a terrible franchise. Terrible. Terrible team. Terrible city. Uh, everything about them is terrible. Just terrible. Uh, all right. That's the pod for a Monday. We hope you enjoyed the pod. Obviously continue to listen. Thank you to subscribing. Uh, all the folks that are continuing to listen and subscribe and like, and tell a friend, leave a comment. We appreciate you. Uh, it's nice to, to hear from you. We'll continue on with the pod peak cinema this week. We may have to talk about a different uh, time to, to air it. We'd love to shoot it on Wednesday, on Thursday night, but it might be a, either a really late start on Thursday night, or it would be a later on in the week thing. Point break for peak cinema this week. Keanu Reeves, Patrick Swayze, Zach Neighbors, childhood hero, Peaceways. Uh, no, I've not seen that movie. 
What? I think we what? talked about this. I haven't yeah, seen we did, but... the movies, you guys. Have um... you seen Pat? But Patrick Swayze, come on. How much Patrick Swayze have you watched? Um, what else Outsiders, Dirty Dancing, Red Dawn, yeah, Outsiders. Roadhouse. Outsiders. Dirty Dancing. Everybody's seen Dirty Dancing. Everybody I has. I don't know that I've seen it from start to finish. Red Dawn? Nope. You haven't seen Red Dawn? Nope. Roadhouse? Nope. What? This is unbelievable. <laughs> this is... Uh, I am blown away. I'm blown... I, I'm incensed. I am angry. All right. But either way, we're watching Point you, Break. You had me... Isn't he also the guy that's uh, that's with Chris Farley? Ghost. Chippendale skit? Yes, yes. That's Patrick Swayze. Yes, the Chippendales. Chris Farley. So I've seen him in two things then. The Outsiders and that. <laughs> Not even Ghost? You haven't seen him in Ghost? I nope. knew that's where you were going next. Well, that's where the next... That's it! It's the line! God damn it. Anyway, yeah, I'm looking Peace at Ways. list here. I Doesn't look like I'm missing much either, Tim. Whoa, come on now. This is out of bounds. I, I am not going to let you sit here oh, oh, and sully Peace Ways. Hold on, hold on. Um, Fox and the Hound 2, I have seen that. Let's wrap it up. We're getting silly. Here. Good. All right. I'm glad you've seen that. That's good. So again, I want you to continue to like, subscribe, tell a friend. I'd appreciate it if you did that and all of that good stuff. We'll be back again next week to preview the Super Bowl. Oh, it's going to be so exciting to do that after such a long season. We cannot wait to keep it going from there and take you into the month of February on a 40 degree night, in Minnesota next week. It's going to be fantastic. So until next time for Zach, for Ryan, this is Tim saying, keep your head up and we'll see you.